This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Here in northwest Iowa, we got little to no corn planted this week as it would rain followed by overcast and cool temperatures that curtail drying. We miss the sun. That is supposed to change this coming week as temperatures warm. We have been getting just enough rain to keep planters from running, but not enough to fully restore soil moisture reserves. I am told that subsoil has fully recharged further east in Iowa. Further north in the Minnesota and the Dakotas, the snow melt and rain has them flooding. My fear is that with warm temperatures, that rain will be heavier and planting delays will protract. We will eventually get the crops in, but this crop is off to a poor start. This corn crop has missed the early planting window. We planted soybeans first here in the only window we had in April, which was always our plan. The cold soil temps made that even make more sense. We have cold soil temps and seed corn doesn't like to soak up cold water to germinate. Last year we planted much earlier, but also of importance, conditions were favorable. What little that got planted here early did not see favorable conditions. There's no catching up from late planting. The planting date is what it is. We've had good yields from later planted corn before, but when the crop starts off on the wrong foot, it makes it harder to recover. Our weather advisor says that the La Nina is showing signs of beginning to fade, but the 90-day SOI is still 12.84, so it is still solidly La Nina. It concerns me that the La Nina has stuck around, and that could mean that we go from cold to wet to hot and dry, which could be the worst possible scenario. An improved forecast for next week helped pressure grain prices lower, but weather risk premiums are likely to remain elevated as long as the late May outlook stays cold and damp before leading into the current expectations for a largely warmer and drier June, July, and August. Some meteorologists actually are predicting that La Nina will remain in place for a third year in a row. The U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration issued a report this week saying that La Nina is favored to continue through the Northern Hemisphere summer, 59% chance during June to August of 2022, with a 50 to 55% chance through the fall. The U.S. weather model relative to the Euro model and others has done a better job of data predicting the lingering La Nina, which still looks to be the main ingredient for a summer outlook that includes some threatening components for crops. If La Nina remains a threat to crop production in the U.S., it will also remain the same for many others around the world. South America faces a direct impact for its close proximity to the equatorial Pacific Ocean, and the persistence of La Nina has been blamed for the dry turn suffered in northern Brazil starting last month. It will also be watched closely to see if La Nina exacerbates the wet weather issues developing lately in eastern Australia and across parts of Southeast Asia. Even if La Nina does begin to fade again soon, its exit would also have the potential to stir up weather so that extreme events stay frequent and help keep crop markets volatile. Crude oil is attempting to break out of a triangle chart formation to the upside, having cleared the initial downtrend line. Pure chartists, however, say that it needs to clear the secondary high within the consolidation of $113.51 a barrel in the June contract to confirm. The basic fundamental for strength is that Russian crude is being progressively shut out of the market. ICE is launching a new energy derivative products that exclude anything from Russia. 
The exchange announced that it's going to launch a suite of energy products which do not involve any commodities from Russia following the country's invasion of Ukraine. Europe is moving rapidly toward enacting an embargo against Russian crude oil. One of the main enforcement mechanisms will likely be denying maritime insurance coverage to ships carrying Russian crude to European ports. Peter Zian noted that some 95% of global insurance and reinsurance markets are dominated by European players. Would-be buyers of Russian crude who could leverage sovereign identification of Russian cargoes, China and Turkey, potentially India, must now weigh the worth of crude discounts against falling afoul of the Europeans and access to their markets. In my opinion, this is just a precursor to the real oil wars coming. They will be fought between India, China, Japan, South Korea, and others in the Asian region and Indian and Pacific Oceans for shares of Mideast oil transiting from the Persian Gulf. I'll go into depth in that in future purports. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.